What's up, citizens of Apologia? This is King Ginger, and I just wanted to take a moment to encourage you all to sign up for Apologia All Access. When you sign up for Apologia All Access, you're going to get exclusive on-demand content. This means that you and your entire family are going to get to watch every single TV show, every single after show, and every single Apologia Academy with new content dropping every single week. But most importantly, your contribution helps Apologia Studios create quality, Christ-centered entertainment that reaches millions of people on our YouTube channels and through our podcast with the gospel. So what are you waiting for? Change everything at ApologiaRadio.com. Non-rockabotus must stop. I don't want to rock the boat. I want to sink it. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy, or are you going to bite? Brett, delusional is okay in your worldview. I'm an animal. You don't chastise chickens for being delusional. You don't chastise pigs for being delusional. So you calling me delusional using your worldview is perfectly okay. It doesn't really hurt. (laughs) She hung up on me. What? What? Desperate times call for faithful men and not for careful men. The careful men come later and write the biographies of the faithful men, lauding them for their courage. Go into all the world and make disciples. Not go into the world and make buddies. Not to make brosives. Right. Don't go into the world and make homies. Right. Disciples. Well, I, yeah. got, I got a bit of a jiggle neck. <laughs> That's a joke, Pastor. When we have the real message of truth, we cannot let somebody say they're speaking truth when yeah. they're not. Take an amazing journey to a place that will blow your mind and move your heart so you will never be the same again. Black bears weigh between two and five hundred pounds. Brown bears weigh between three hundred over a thousand pounds. Black bears run away from you, brown bears run at you. When attacked by a bear, simply lie still on the ground and cover your face and head with your hands. When the bear is finished batting you around and mauling you, contact the U.S. Forest Service. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Pastor Luke Pearson in the Bears Roar. <laughs> What is Marcus doing? <laughs> is he not recording? I don't know. Marcus just ran out and ran back recording. in. Okay. Looks like he got a favor. Welcome back <laughs> to Apologia Radio. I'm hosting, so that means one thing. Jeff got in a fight with a kangaroo and didn't make it back. Oh, no. <laughs> just kidding. He didn't fight a kangaroo. Oh, no. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I heard him in, in, the, in the beginning, the intro, and I started to kind of miss him for a minute. I know, it seems That's like gone already, though. That minute's gone. Yeah. So, hi, Austin. Austin's <laughs> back from his romantic gondola ride. Whoa. <laughs> Too <laughs> much information. <laughs> it was a good gondola was ride, though. That? Oh, it was? Okay, good. Yeah. So, Austin's here. Joy's here. Yes, I am. Marcus is here. I am. And we have another special guest. Are you going to tell us? Have you guessed who it is yet? Mr. John Sampson. He's in the house. In the hizzy. 
Hello. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to have him just read a bunch of Spurgeon quotes in a good, good uh, British accent. I'd be delighted. Yeah, because you said your your uh, accent now is not that great. Nah, the English think it's American, and the Americans are sure it's English, so it's a mid-Atlantic accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad to have John back. It's been a while since we've had him on the radio show. We've had him on the TV show. You've seen his his beautiful face several times for academies, and just, you just we, spoke. I thought we were speaking church. truth on... I know. Okay. Sorry. Beautiful radio face. Yeah. <laughs> um, you just did a, a message for us at church. Mm-hmm. So thank you for filling in. Actually, you filled in for me. I was supposed to teach, and I had to go to Michigan for my grandmother's funeral. So thank you wow. very much for for filling in. I know everybody was blessed by that. So oh, right, yeah, it was awesome. Look for that on YouTube. Sorry, everybody. YouTube. No, I'm saying, but look for it on YouTube. Okay. Go right. find it on Go YouTube. Go find it on it's, YouTube. It's find there it. right now. It's, it's Elements just of waiting. Reformed Worship was the title. Yeah. 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 It was really good. Yeah, it, it was great. Actually, I haven't watched it. I apologize. I need to. I should have. Well, it is Apologia, so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we, we can all vouch for Luke saying it's great. Yeah, it's great. It's great, great. Great, great, great. Um, so John, you're a busy man today. He's he's doing uh, the show with us, and then he's immediately leaving to go do the dividing line for Doctor White, who is with Jeff in Australia. Actually, they're in New Zealand right now. I think. Mm. I think so. They're not in America. What uh, nope. what's going on with the uh, dividing line today? What are you talking about? I may go to a different uh, thing entirely, but I might uh, go in the same direction as perhaps what we'll cover here. But oh, okay. But when I look at you and I look at my notes. I might be diverted completely today, so um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll, yeah, this is a trial run, and, and we'll see how many rabbits we chase. And If it's yeah. not good, you'll do something He's, else yes, on the next right. <laughs> He's warming if, up if right this, now. If this goes badly, I'll do something completely different in the afternoon. Oh, that's funny. Um, okay, so by the time you hear this show, we will most likely have uh, a new savior for the united states right ouch a new new molek right am i yeah. right okay He's right so uh we have a big week coming up here with the election mm. and mm. which we'll talk a little bit a little bit about today um but before we do that i want to do a game you guys ready for a game yeah i saw this on facebook i stole it i don't know who actually started it you may have seen it um but i thought it would be fun to describe this election in movie titles. Did you guys see that going around on Facebook? Oh, I saw it. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Okay. Okay. So you s- go ahead, Austin, if you got one. Oh, Think man. about it. Dang it. We get like five seconds. Yeah, you can have five seconds. I got it. Got what? I got Artist, it. You're the man. Die hard. <laughs> oh, boy. Good job, Marcus. <laughs> okay. What are you eating? What's happening? <laughs> Can you tell? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the chicken. Oh, okay, sorry. Hey, by the way, Marcus is no longer vegetarian. Praise the Lord. Praise the wow. Lord. Praise the Lord. I went to dinner with him and Rusty at Buca de Bibbo the other night, and and I was like, well, I guess we got to order the eggplant parmesan. And Marcus goes, no, I'm not a vegetarian anymore. Let's get some meat. I was like, yes. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, it's only okay. because. I'm very bad at preparing food. And you're a really and bad vegetarian. I'm a very bad vegetarian, and it was not making me feel good. So, hopefully one day I'll go back. Mm. So, 
I'm just temporary yeah. postponing. <laughs> Is that a bit like a very bad suicide bomber? You know, you just can't get yourself killed and be a very, very, very bad veg vegetable. What is it? Vegetarian. Vegetable Vegetarian. Yeah. Um, means you eat meat a lot, but it's against your conscience every time you do it. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that was That's true. Yeah. So yeah, you could still call yourself a very bad vegetarian because you eat. <laughs> That's true. Just very bad, very bad at it. That's true. That's very true. But your your conscience is very strong. It, it's just um, walked over regularly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, John, I love having you in here. Okay, I'm what just, else? You got You got. I'm just one. gonna pull Dumb and Dumber. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that, I don't. That that might be. That might be the one winter chicken dinner right there. How about how about Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Joy, what do you got? You're, I see the wheels turning. Misery. Misery. Yeah. Actually, that did pop into my head. And then, yeah, just keep, you guys keep going. Live and let involved. die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually drawing a myself. So I'm I doing, had a bunch and I can't think I'm of them. I'm doing this Base weird jam. thing where like, I'm trying to think of movie titles that would be appropriate and I can only think of the same movie title yeah. over and over again. Uh-huh. It's unfortunate. Yeah. So I'll just not win this game. Well, there's n- you don't win anything. There's in this no one. clear winner, really. I get yeah. a uh, participation award. Yeah. Okay. No. Well, you got to say something first. This isn't a movie, but a, but a TV show. Stranger Things. Hmm. Just saw that on my computer. Accurate. It is accurate. What else? Anything else? I thought this was gonna be a lot more fun than this. I'm blanking on movies so hard. I know, right? How do I? I, I like. I never blank on movies, and now I know. That's when what it comes I mean. To time. It's where we need Jerry. That's how it right. is. When you have the microphone in front of your face, Matrix everything you wish trilogy. you could say. No, Matrix. That doesn't work. <laughs> it does feel like the Matrix. I'm trying to think of James Bond titles. Like mm. there's a pretty good one in there. The world is not enough or something. Mm. Well, be thinking about it. We'll just extend it the, the rest of the episodes. If you think okay. about it, just blur never it out. Never say never again. That was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so just just blur it out if you think. But maybe I'll find the dinger and I'll ding it. The fugitive. Oh, <laughs> yes. Felon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The Saint? No. 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 It doesn't work. No. That definitely doesn't work. <laughs> I'll Monst- find that Monsters dinger. Incorporated. There you go. There you go. There you go. Well, we'll just keep thinking of them. Sound of music. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to talk about the Reformation today, and we're going to tie it in with the election. And we want to make this not just a boring, humdrum you know, classic Reformation conversation. So we had someone on with a British accent. Exactly. Mm. That's what that was my. Because, that was you can't my, talk about the Reformation unless yeah. you have a British accent. Mm-hmm. German would be better. I'm just saying it automatically it makes, it, better, makes yeah. it more exciting. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. And but before we do that, let me end this segment on this. I got one more game. Joy, you got oh, your phone ready? Another game. Oh, I need my phone for this one. Yeah, okay. for your app. Oh. <laughs> so, it was also... Wow, there was fear. Right, there was oh, there's fear. one right away. Reformation oh. Day okay. was uh, is also oh, known me. as Halloween. And uh, Joy 
downloaded this incredibly terrible app. What's yeah. it called? So it's called Ghost Observer. Ghost Observer. And this is not by any means meant to be an ad for this app. No, it's not. But if you're bored, it's fun. It is fun. So it allegedly finds ghosts. I want to like. And there's a lot in this room, apparently. I want it to like pick up goats? noises. <laughs> goats, yes. <laughs> See, it's, it's, I don't uh, know if that's trying to find him, and you can talk to him. So anyway, when you open it up, it calibrates, so mm. you know it's official. Oh yeah, it calibrates all its EMP, mm. we, TSA, PTA, it divides the shape whatever. From the that's Marcus's peeps. Um, and so then you just go around, and you find ghosts, and um, mm. you, you can talk, can to, talk them. to them. Mm. And um, there's always a lot of ghosts. And if you put <laughs> your phone and if you put your hand in front of the camera. They'll still, still show them. up. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's really high. Time. All nice I can say is Nicole it's official. Earlier. And it's what I did on Halloween. Yesterday, no, not yesterday. Tuesday, there was an evil spirit, and there was a forty-eight point five percent chance it wanted to harm us. Oh right. man! Mm. But if it's less than fifty percent accuracy, they might be lying. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the well, best part of this app you can't is- trust the poll. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> If you go, way to tie it into the if you, uh, if you get the best part of this app is going onto Google Play and reading the reviews for it because some people just wanted it to be real so bad. Oh my gosh! Though <laughs> so I actually so awesome. things like yeah, it said it said this thing blah 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 whatever yeah, and it'll be like, is that normal? <laughs> <laughs> They're asking other reviewers like. Do ghosts normally say this, or am I special? Anyway. Has oh a poll been taken of who these ghosts are voting for? Or um, <laughs> We should actually, should we? we should ask them. Let's ask them. Okay. Let's ask, so let's while, find a ghost and... While Joy's doing um, that, she's going to ask them who they're voting for. And we're going to say, hey, what well, you, it has to be a yes, yes or, or no, no question. So are you voting for Oh, there's Donald one like Trump. right on you. What's up? It's on his shirt. It's 219 years yeah. old. Are you voting for Donald Trump? I actually, if you go to my Facebook page, there's a picture of me with my arm around one of them the other day. It's pretty fantastic. Oh, just, it's doing science. So oh, sec. Just for the record, it's doing science. <laughs> we don't really believe that ghosts are real. He is nope. voting for Donald Trump. Oh. And he just says said the words "living room" to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he is like 93% accuracy on that one. He said. Actually, yes. I mean, there are a lot of dead people voting this year, so. Right. <laughs> He's 219 years old. That'd be for Hillary, though. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway. I inadvertent, inadvertently wore my Ghostbuster shirt today. You I didn't did. even mean to do that. I thought maybe you wanted to bust no. some ghosts. We did just That's bust That's actually what I did on Halloween, is I used this app, yeah. and I watched Ghostbusters. Yeah. So, that being said, it's fun. Not a real thing. I know no, it's we're not, not real at I all. I know we're not supposed to have fun around here. The Illuminate. It's... <laughs> <laughs> the illuminate I just fell into my chair that was the best comment it was he's like oh you all believe in the illuminate <laughs> okay. Uh, okay anyways so fun stuff so anything else before we move to the break we're actually going to take breaks this show yes because Jeff's not <laughs> yes uh, so the great. producer says amen <laughs> I just stopped trying <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he gets, we were talking about this earlier, he gets on a roll. Oh, yeah. And, you he know, just let him go. Just let him preach. There's no <laughs> right. there's no reason to interrupt him. So, uh. Oh, we have our own studio. Right. 
Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. We don't need no no uh, radio station. No time restriction. President telling us that we have to stop for a break. <laughs> right. We break when we want to break. Right. We look for ghosts when we want to look we for look ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Amen and amen. All right. This is Apologia Radio. We'll see you on the other side of the break. Hey, Alex, is your marriage hard? Yeah, Chris, it is. But like climbing a mountain, it's hard going up. But once you're at the top, it's beautiful. I wish there were a place where people would talk about marriage and the gospel. Wait. There is our podcast, The Rugged Marriage. I really feel like I should have known that. Yeah, recording a commercial has a way of bringing on amnesia. Well, check out The Rugged Marriage on iTunes and Stitcher. Reform your theology, reform your marriage. And buy your wife some tulips. Hi, this is Waldemar with Apology Radio. I want to ask for y'all good friends of ours to go on and click that button there and become my friends on the book face. Facebook backslash Apology Radio. Become my friend on YouTube. That's there. Uh, twerker. The twerker. I want to I talk to you on the twerking. And send me out a twerk. What? Where, what? Twitter. Apologia Radio on Twitter. I also want to tell you we talk about apologetics and theology and we do a lot of swing dancing and we make a delicious chicken gravy. ApologiaRadio.com Satisfy the need of his creation. Judge a lead us through everything we do. Satisfy the need of his creation. Did I satisfy the need of his creation? Did I Welcome back to Apologia Radio. Before we dive into the subject, Austin thought of a good movie title. Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, I love that sound. Yeah. Um, there was something else I wanted to mention before we get too serious. Well, this is kind of serious. John, in case you guys don't know, John has written a book. What is that book called? Twelve What About? It's uh, What's concerning it about? divine election and uh, <laughs> the segue to election. Is that what you wanted to get to? No. Well, oh. actually, that well played. I wasn't even thinking that. Well put. John is on it today. He's getting ready for the DL. It's the coffee. It's a really good book. So check it out. But you're also in the process of writing another book. You were telling us, which I didn't know. And what is that called? Run for your life. And that's about exercise. <laughs> it's probably going to be listed in the fitness section somewhere. It's about so. yogging with a soft chair. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's about running from the Word of Faith movement. And um, anytime you see any of it, the need is to run for your life. Yeah. And uh, not just, it's a slight variation of the gospel. It's a complete um, denial of the true one. Hmm. Um, I thought maybe it was about uh, post-election. <laughs> Get out while you still can. Mm. Your life. Uh, it could be. <laughs> I, might, I might need to do an extra chapter. 
Go check that out. You, you'll you'll let us know. Are you anywhere close to being done with that? Or are you just in the I'm process? hoping to get it done in the next month. With, oh, uh, that's awesome. Okay. And then, then, there's, then there's the editing where people say, now, what are you trying to say? And, yeah. um, so, you know, they take the English spellings out. And yeah. Right. You got to translate it, right? Yeah, translation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, if you guys haven't checked out, if you haven't seen him on the uh, on Apology TV, we did with uh, Word of Faith stuff. It was really, really good. So, so watch. look for that. Don't watch for it. Look for it. Find it. And I'm writing as there. a there. I'm writing there. as a former pastor in that movement. Right. So, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. You like you dropped some stories on us and we did not know and we were like, who is this man? Yeah. There, you should so. definitely be excited. Is what we're saying. Yes. It's gonna be great. Okay. So moving on to the election combined with the Reformation. Yes. Marcus brought up a really great point. This is my WikiLeaks theory. Okay, I'll good? let you. I'll let you run with it. Because there's a lot of really awful WikiLeaks theories. I'll let you run for your life, <laughs> mainly from the Hillary it. clamp camp. Clamp. clamp. <laughs> it, it is a clamp <laughs> about Russia. Like it's. I mean, it's crazy that she would blame Russia on exposing her emails. That uh, it's, it's scary that she's that sadistic and protective of herself. That she would risk a war with our people and our military to do that. I just think it's nuts. But, uh, so, anyway, so, for those of you that don't know, I don't know how you don't know, but the WikiLeaks emails are releasing tons of information about the corruption of the Hillary Clinton campaign and the Clinton Foundation uh, and Huma Abedin and John Podesta. And so those emails are coming out and we're seeing just all the corruption and stuff that's happening within that camp and it's reopened the FBI investigation and hopefully I'm hoping that she'll be officially indicted before the election on Tuesday which would be amazing um, cause I would hate for like Obama to pardon her and then her to get elected so which might happen anyway but but anyway, so I, I was talking, I think I was talking to you, Luke, about it, and I was like, you know, we're still being blessed by the same uh, foundation of the Reformation, which was the distribution of information from mm. the elite staff, mm. the elite to the common people. Mm-hmm. And so the, it's all about, you know, not having an elite political class, whether it's Rome or whether it's in America. It's that same foundation, and God is still blessing us with that. Like, there's still um, hope that we have. <laughs> right. <laughs> that that there's, a, you know, that you can't hide, and uh, God, is, God is still providing a means in which justice can be exposed, and a corruption can be exposed, and justice can be brought out. And so I just think that's fascinating, because during the Reformation, you had... The translation of scripture was illegal hmm. because they only wanted it in the language that uh, the upper class could understand. Hmm. And then you had uh, the printing press. Right. And then Martin Luther on the 95 Theses. Uh, so there's just all these principles of the distribution of information and how knowledge needs to be out there for everyone and available to everyone. And that's a system that Julian Assange set up with WikiLeaks. And, and, and I've said this before in the show, but... It's important to note that Julian Assange is not... He's not a vigilante. He's not hacking into the government computers and and revealing this information. He just set up a website where people who work in the government and want to expose the corruption 
as you know lesser magistrates essentially um they're they're able to distribute these corrupted materials and these corrupted files out um, in an anonymous way without having to worry about being revealed and stuff and so julian assange acts as a member of the press who is, is, is works in the same way as like a manila envelope coming into the editor's desk of the new york times with classified information it's a say it's the same system he set up just a digital version of that and so that's what that's what we're seeing right now we're seeing the distribution of information to the people from the elite class and all their corruptions being exposed so it is a, a political reformation essentially that's happening right now it's a big deal mm-hmm. it's 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 causing enough turmoil in the fbi and the department of justice that there are people and members within those departments that are turning on each other um as a means to you know properly protect the people versus those who are corrupted by the clinton campaign mm. so it's it's fascinating what's happening but i just think it's interesting since we're talking about the reformation with samson today that we're still seeing fruits of the reformation even in the outright corruption of our nation right now right so right praise the lord amen for that were you gonna say something austin no oh you were adjusting your microphone like you had something to say oh no i was just getting it ready just in case. <laughs> <laughs> uh monsters versus aliens yeah alien versus predator <laughs> godzilla versus king kong white house down I don't think the movie's technically called White House now, though. It is. It has another name for it, though. No, that's a different one. Oh, There's is a that second a... one. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a sequel? I think they did, too. Oh, okay. Or no, that's London. I don't even know. London, then London has fallen. <sighs> I'm sorry, John. <laughs> I'm sorry to break the news to you this way. I never lived in London, so it's okay. Where were you from? What part of England? Chester. Not far from Liverpool. Beatles. The Beatles. Yes. Yes. The Beatles. Yeah. You been in the Cavern Club? No. Did you not care about the Beatles when you were there? No. I, I once preached in uh, Liverpool, and there's a guy walking around afterwards, and I said, uh, just in conversation, where do you live? And he said, Penny Lane, mm. which is obviously yeah. where everything started. And I said, oh, you must be a huge Beatles fan. He said, no. I said, what? He said, I've lived there all my life. I, I was you know, born in a hospital, but within a week I was there. Mm. I've been living there ever since. He said, I went to school with John Lennon. Didn't like him. Uh, no, um, wasn't wasn't John Lennon. It was Ringo. Went, okay. to, went, to, went to school with Ringo. Didn't like him then. Don't like him now. I said, so you've witnessed a revolution right outside your front door. He says, yep. And I've been against it the whole time. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, That's funny. That was interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. About 21 miles from Chester, which is a city built by the Romans. It's really? A, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. In the 60s. Uh, the AD yeah. 60s. Yeah. So. <laughs> really, is it that old? Yeah. yeah. Wow. wow. That's yeah. impressive. That's time of Good Christ. Good job. <laughs> and there's a Roman wall that's still intact. They, they built things to last, and you can walk around. It takes about 45 minutes, which was where the original city was able to be encased. Now the city's a bit larger than that, but uh, oh. you can still walk around the Roman walls. It's still, still there. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We're just getting all kinds of history today. I know. Well, I think we will uh, go to another break before we get into the next the next subject. I almost don't know what to do with all these breaks. <laughs> go to the bathroom. Right. Thank you. Grab some, yeah. grab some food. <laughs> get a drink. Get a, get a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Coffee break. Like Marcus. Yeah. 
though. Okay, cool. Well, we'll we'll continue this conversation on the other side. Only slightly different. Apologyradio.com. For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house, not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world. Not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college, to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu. Ladies and gentlemen, beauties and beasts, I have some good news for you. But in order for me to tell you the good news, I must share with you the bad. A beard can be a most magnificent thing, but it can also be the downfall of a man. An unmaintained beard prevents a face from shining. An unmaintained beard causes dry, itchy skin. An unmaintained beard is a source of beardruff. You know, like dandruff, but beardruff. An unmaintained beard is sharp and ruthless, like iron bristles, not good for the lady friend. An unmaintained beard forfeits future growth based on the lack of preparation today. And let's not forget that an unmaintained beard robs your face from smelling amazing let not thy beard be thy downfall protect your manlyhood an epic combination of manliness and manhood if you're hearing this today there is hope for your beard go to yukonsbeard.com and enter the code apologia and you can save some money while you save your face wake up jamaica please would you mind saying that again wake up jamaica I know, I've been listening to all this when I'm studying. A like little this more. old, like, 70s reggae dub stuff. Really more, good. more woke. I know. just really wanted to match Joy's shirt today. <laughs> With Thank her you. tie-dye kitty. Kitty. So cute. <laughs> okay, welcome back to Apology Radio. So continue the conversation. Um, for those of you that were at our church service on Sunday, which would be myself, Joy, and Marcus... Austin was in love, <laughs> so he missed it. Um, Claudie, Claudie taught on Reformation Sunday, and uh, it was really awesome. He was just talking about, you know, how we um, need to apply the Reformation today still. It's not like the Reformation happened, which was 499 years ago. Um, it's not like it happened and stopped. You know, John knows one of the the calls of the Reformation is Semper Reformata, reformed, always reforming. And so I was really encouraged by Claudia because he was talking about how we need to keep trying to reform things. And uh, Marcus and I, I mentioned Marcus and I went to dinner with Rusty, which, by the way, um, he did four academies, Rusty Thomas, um, on Saturday, which will be one of them is going up today. Incredible. I don't know how he did it. He's he he did four messages an hour long each and if you've ever seen Rusty Thomas teach he, work out yeah he's yeah. a workout so oh I need to play that don't I Marcus yes I'll find it I'll find okay. it I forgot to pull it up um so anyways Marcus and I uh went out to eat with Rusty and he brought up uh something I never really even thought of before um and I was really encouraged but actually here it is I'm gonna play right now this is just a clip from from Rusty it's just over and over oh, hold on truth what 
is the truth? What is the truth? What is the truth? What is the truth? Is the truth? Just play. We'll just play through <laughs> just the whole the whole the rest of the episode. Truth. So my- I just think it's funny because he's really quiet when he says it, and normally like. He's really loud when he says stuff, but like for some reason he thought, I'm going to go quiet with this one, but still retain all the facial features of like as if he's really loud. Yeah. <laughs> so so look for those. Rusty's amazing. Um, and it was just funny. Mark is like, we got to play that in, in, in reference to this discussion with WikiLeaks and Hillary and what is the truth? <laughs> what is the truth? Um, <laughs> anyways, okay. So Rusty brought up to Marcus and I, Gideon, in Judges 6. Um, and I'll, I'll read some of the text here. So, uh, Judges 6 and 611, the angel of the Lord comes to, to Gideon and he's uh, working in the wine press. And uh, Gideon says, um, Please, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his wonderful deeds that our fathers recounted to us, saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? Um, so essentially, Gideon's like, sees the angel of the Lord, and he's like upset, right? Like, why have you abandoned us? You promised you'd protect us. Why Why have you given up on us? And um, which sounds a lot like what the church is saying in this nation today, essentially, right? We're like, you know, why has God abandoned us? You know, we used to be one nation under God. We're America, right? Like we're a Christian nation. And obviously you see our candidates today. And the answer to that is no, we're not a Christian nation any longer. But the point is, okay, so we're like, why, why God, where have you gone? Why have you abandoned us? And, uh, and so then, um, later on in the, in the passage in in Judges six, the basically after Gideon's complaining and and the the angel Lord says, See the the Asherah poles over there. See the um, the Baal statues. Go and tear those down. And then, uh, you know, then then I will restore you essentially. And so the point is that there there's all these different idols and um, a lot of idol, idol, idolatry going on, and the nation of Israel was just ignoring it. You know, and they're wondering why God had had left them and not protected them but they're ignoring the the idols in their culture. And I was like, man, like, I was like, that's totally where we're at, right? We have the, uh, we have the idol of, of comfort, uh, child sacrifice, uh, homosexuality. We have all these, all these different idols out here that our culture praises. And we, as a church pretty much have just ignored them. You know, we, we get criticized all the time for not speaking or for speaking truth, God's law into these different, um, different idols. And, uh, but the church as a whole, I think is abandoned, has, has not spoken against us. We've just kind of turned inward into our own little Christian ghettos and worry about ourselves, but have not addressed the idols of the culture. And so what I'm saying is we need to we need to reform where we're at. We need to reform the culture we live in. And how does that start? It starts with tearing down these idols. I thought it was, it started with voting for the lesser of two evils. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- 
I told Marcus I was like, we're we're tearing down the Asherah poles one one Hillary at a time. <laughs> right? Like but that's how we need to that's how we need to view it and address it. Like we need to carry on this spirit of the Reformation in yeah. our culture with all these idols. Stop ignoring them and stop wondering why God's not blessing us. Although Marcus and I were also talking, man, if like this WikiLeaks stuff does bring down Hillary and and prevents her from becoming the next president, like please Lord. Like, man, that's <laughs> totally God's hand. Hashtag blessed. Yeah. Yeah. Protecting us still. It's like I was watching. Um, We're still going to be under the judgment of Trump, though. But right. The, the, right. I know. It's like. But still. <laughs> I know. I told Cheryl, I was like, man, if Trump gets elected, I am scared, <laughs> but somewhat relieved, question mark. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so. Um, what about uh, a scenario if, if uh, Clinton is elected? It and is indicted. It's Kane in the White House. Yeah, that would probably be just as bad because yeah. he's he's like right in there with Hillary. Right, he's Catholic. He's going under the radar in all, in all of the yeah, yeah he's disappeared obsession yeah. of with with Hillary yeah. and yeah, he knows he's next in line. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Um, it's I was I was watching last week um, when a lot of this the new investigation stuff broke last week. I flipped on. Um, Fox News, which I don't normally recommend to watch, but I was just seeing what was going on, and there was uh she was at a rally in Iowa, and like sitting behind her was uh, one of Marcus's favorite people in the world. Who's that? Um, Cecile Richards. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like I was just like, oh, Cecil. Yes. I was like, man, there is so much just evil on that stage, and I was just like, legitimately, like, like praying and asking God to like please protect us from she's this a, evil she's like a, she's the first person I search for every time there's a new WikiLeaks dump the seal yes because none of the major organizations are looking into like Hillary's connections with her oh gotcha so I, I the, the most interesting thing I found was when they were debating whether Hillary should like one of the original plans they had was for Hillary to campaign and take a tour of a Planned Parenthood building last year hmm and they backed out of it because of the uh, Daladin tapes. Oh, okay. They thought it was too controversial with the Daladin tapes coming out. So, praise the Lord, she didn't get to go and you know to the Planned Parenthood clinic and walk around and stuff. And so that's why abortion has not been a subject this election. They've just kept it quiet, hmm. which is crazy because she's the first woman running for president. You would think it'd be like a major issue, and they've just brushed it under the table because of the Daladin tapes. Hmm. That shows you the power of that, you know? Yeah. Again. That's crazy. Dude, I saw there's five separate investigations right now that are indirectly <laughs> tied to Hillary. Yeah, and they announced today or yesterday crazy. that they've five like, separate investigations. They've now. made the Clinton Foundation investigation a major priority right, right. now. So something's happening. And they found they found six hundred and fifty thousand emails on a hard drive. You know how many I've had my email I have had my Gmail account for over ten years and I don't have even a hundred thousand emails on that. Hmm. <laughs> so so whatever's on that hard drive is everything. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> All I know is there's a lot of aiding and abetting going on right now. <laughs> Nailed it. Huh. Heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Aiding and Aberdeen. <laughs> I I know John would appreciate that one. Hey, I, I got a movie. Oh, go for it. It's uh, about Donald Trump. It's called The Cat in the Hat. 
<laughs> the Make America Great Again hat. <laughs> oh. Killed it. <laughs> and he looks Nailed like Garfield. <laughs> make, make America. You saw the, uh, the photo, um, Make America Great Britain Again? You saw that yeah. one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My favorite meme was uh, Matthew McConaughey and it said, Make America All Right, All Right, All Right Again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Days and confused. That's there a good go. one. Hey, there we go. Way to go. There will be See. blood. Oh. Ugh. I don't know if I want to ding that one. <laughs> there already has been lots of it. Yeah. The count of 3,000. That, uh, lives a day. 13 hours. Is that what it's called? What? 13 hours, 12 hours, something like that. It's called? I don't know what you're talking about. The, the one about Benghazi. Oh. Benghazi movie. That would be a good one, but I don't know what it's called. I immediately thought 127 hours. Right. Which also applies, I think, when you're stuck somewhere. Well, you have to, you have to, you have to you. cut your, your arm, arm off. off. <laughs> There's your participation ding. Um, anyways. I know which movie doesn't apply. What? Independence Day. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but with WikiLeaks, Independence Day resurgence might apply. If there's like another revolution, there you go. Okay, I had to yeah. think about that okay. one. Resurgence. Okay. I had to think about that one. Resurgence. Yeah, Independence Day resurgence. Yeah. Okay. We might be going like Free State of Jones here coming up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. It might be might be in our future. <laughs> right. Um. Anyways, well, cool. Did anybody else want to? That was the one thing I wanted to talk about. I know John's got literally a stack of stuff over here um so big books big books very big books he's actually disappointed because he thought we were doing tv and he wanted to illustrate how like show how big the stack was and he brought in his um google maps tie today for when he got lost <laughs> yeah is that Marcus, really is that really a google maps no, tie no you no. missed the conversation i i accidentally told him south our address instead of east. Oh. And so he's like, it's a good thing I brought this tie today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyways. Okay, when, cool. When, well, when, let's... when I drive into the sea, I know I've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Ooh. Okay. Zing. Zinger. Um, we'll go to another break. Look at this. We have all these breaks today. Right? Fantastic. We're in the break up this We need stuff. more sponsors to fill in give the breaks. Me a break. right? Yeah. Give me a break. Was that you that said that? I heard it. I didn't. Okay, yeah, well played. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, we'll. we'll None uh, of us have a British accent. No, I don't. John, That's in case you're wondering. I thought maybe Austin was. No, I did laugh when I went down the path a mile and a half to take a bath. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we come back, we'll let John um, talk about what he's prepared for us. Hmm. Hmm. What's up, y'all? This is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio at ApologiaRadio.com. Want to talk to you guys about an amazing connection that we have right now with Whitfield Theological Seminary. I want you to run over to Whitfield.edu, Whitfield.edu, W-H-I-T-E-F-I-E-L-D.edu. I want you to check out the programs they have. They have undergraduate programs at Whitfield College, and they also have Whitfield Theological Seminary for the graduate degree and above and beyond. I I think you'll really be impressed with the rigorous nature of the classes, 
the consistent biblical worldview taught and adhered to. I want you to contact Whitfield Theological Seminary at whitfield.edu. Get a hold of our friend, Dr. Kenneth Talbot, and start your classes today. ApologiaRadio.com. Radio. This was actually John's request, not because he's a fan of the Rolling Stones. I'll let him explain why he requested this song. But before I do that, there's like a really cool video for this on Vivo. They did a very good job on it. <laughs> I'm impressed, actually. Um, so, John, I'm going to hand it over to you now. First, explain why you requested this song, and then tell us what you got on the Reformation. It was just an outflow of my total depravity. That was that was it. Um, I like to change the words to that to, uh, you know, when I'm reading certain things that I find in Christian bookstores and I change the words to, I can't get no exegesis, (laughs) can't can't get no solid thesis, though I try, though I try. (laughs) Hey, pastor, bring me some reform. I don't know what that, what what was that? Hey, teacher. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm Pink Man. Floyd. Pink, Pink I got Floyd. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got it. I'm just go. like so. It was like, you sounded like right an now. Asian though, so it threw me off. I mean, yeah. I can't. You know, I try. You just proved I'm not you're, Jerry. You just proved you're not a just another brick in the wall right there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Well played. I'm from Texas. I can't really get the English accent out. Nah. Really, really. I'm super American. <laughs> super American. <laughs> super American. Marco. <laughs> okay on that hey. note John yes what you got what I got um, I think it's very helpful to talk about what the Reformation gave us uh, a lot of people you know bump into figures like Luther and either like or dislike or really like or greatly hate the man and then we talk about another man like Calvin and the same could be true of him and The big picture, though, is the Reformation has given all of us, whether we're Christian or not, a lot, Mm -hmm. a whole lot. Yeah. And I thought it'd be good to talk about some of those things uh, that we enjoy even in the West in the freedom that we have. Um, The Reformers weren't seeking a revolution. That's why they call it a Reformation, not a revolution. Yeah. They, They didn't want the overthrow of all authority. They wanted to reform the church. But not the Beatles. No, no. And, uh... You know, you, you mentioned Semper, Semper Reformanda, reformed and always reformed according to the Word of God. And it was the standard of the scriptures that was uh, highlighted. But even in the era of free speech, I think we owe the Reformation a great debt. Yeah. Um, Luther at the Diet of Worms, you know, the city, the, the town in Germany, um, when he stood up against the church and made that historic speech, I think it was 1521 there, the church and the state were united, and to come against the church was to come against uh, the, the 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 government, the the country, and it was a treasonous act. And a lot of people opposed Luther for the uh, treason towards the state more than they uh, opposed his theology. There was a lot of uh, multi 
um, issues going on at the time. But even to stand on fear of his life to say what he did, unless I'm convinced by sacred scripture, we know the speech, uh, I will not recant. We owe the debt of free speech to, to people like Luther and, and others who were burnt at the stake. Luther wasn't, but the, the other, a lot of the reformers mm. were. And, um, you know, some of the history is just, I think it, it fuels my fire when you find that uh, they weren't, we owe the debt of even him singing to the yeah. Reformation. There wasn't any. There was, people would go to church and instead of getting bread, they'd get stones. There was nothing to sing about. Um, mm. And the, the Reformation brought uh, hymns to the church, Luther being a, you know, a key composer of hymns. And there, there, were, there were hymns to sing in adoration of God, and then there were hymns to die to. Um, mm. A Mighty Fortress is Our God is, is, uh, is a hymn based on Psalm 46. And I could take you to places in Europe where families and individuals were burnt at the stake, and there were sympathizers in the crowd as the authorities dragged them out of houses and into the city square in the center of town where they'd be burnt and sympathizers in the crowd would shout an encouraging word like sing the 46 which was a reference to luther's hymn mighty fortress huh. is our god and these were the last words on the lips of some of these martyrs um let goods and kindred go this mortal life also the body they may kill god's truth abideth still his kingdom is forever and those you know you know you think about today's church and the Jesus is my girlfriend kind of songs that mm. so apparent and just very emotion filled but right. the, these these were the free speech we have we can look back and say we whether we whether we're secular or 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 Christian or whatever we are in the United States Canada Great Britain all of these uh, countries that have so much freedom even in spite of the liberties that are being taken from us we owe the debt to the reformation that we might have that our civil laws um an argument could be made and i, I kind of talked with you um you know just in in facebook about this an argument could be made and has been made by some historians that john calvin was at least a if not the founding father of america in the sense that it was calvin who systematized uh, the theology of the reformation in his institutes but he also was just uh, a key figure in the Geneva Bible mm -hmm. of 1560. Mm -hmm. And it was that Geneva Bible, which was the first Bible with study notes that came over on the Mayflower. And if you can trace Calvin to the Puritans, the Puritans came to America and it's the Puritans and their influence that had a great uh, deal of weight in the founding of America and the yeah. the laws that we have. Yeah, And so there's, there's this huge... Whether, whether someone greatly dislikes Calvin or not, um, we owe a great debt to the man. And so just getting that in our minds in terms of history, there's, there's so many that don't know that and they just have heard Calvin with this and Calvin believe in predestination, Calvin's a bad, evil man, and, and they don't get the scope of the Reformation and how it was like this huge, massive rock thrown into the the lake of civilization mm. it really was and the ripple effects are still being experienced in our in our land today and we owe that debt and um th there's there's much more that i want to say but free speech civil laws that's a good starting point
What else do you want to say? Go for it. <laughs> um, You're just getting ready for the dividing line, so. Well, no, but. Uh, what do you got? What do you got over there? Your books. Tell us about the books you got. Um. The the two big ones I brought in, um, Foundations of Grace and Pillars of Grace, both by Stephen Lawson. Um, I wanted to simply make the point that when the reformers came to the gospel, the idea some people have looking back is that the gospel was totally lost before Luther, and it was a made-up thing that it's Luther's gospel, and we've mm. fallen prey to Luther and. And uh, these two books, I, I believe there's a third one um, in the in the course of uh, Dr. Lawson's uh, writing career. There's a third one coming out eventually. But these two are massive, and I think they're almost 600 pages each. And I wanted to bring them in for, for folk to, to see, but on radio you can't. But um, trust me, they're huge. They're really, huge. really big. Really, really big. And the the first book is about the. The Doctrines of Grace Trace from Genesis to Revelation. I think it's one of the first, if not, it's a, a unique book. No one's done that before. It's just where are the doctrines of grace in Scripture? And he's hmm. outlined each verse through the Bible. So that's a huge book. And I, I'm just making the point that it wasn't just a little verse out of context in John. It's all, right. all through the Scripture. Right. Yeah. Um, but the second one is interesting because it's called Pillars of Grace, and it traces... The quotes of great Christians, notorious Christians, and some less fam familiar Christians from AD 100 through to the 16th century. And again, it's a 600-page, almost 600-page book of quotations and insights from people who were embracing these doctrines in church history. So there were... It wasn't a great movement of the gospel, but there were pockets of it hmm. throughout church history. God always had his people. Jesus said, I will build my church. Yeah. And he was doing that. And so there's a lot of misconceptions. And, that, and folk on the other side of the aisle, on the Roman Catholic side, say there was nothing of this till Luther. And, and uh, I wanted to bring these two books in to, first of all, show it's, it's, it's not Luther that we base this on, but scripture. Yeah. Um, but more than that, it wasn't Luther. It was the first to ever come up with this it was right. uh, it was something that was very easily traced through scripture and, uh, Steve Lawson said this was one of the hardest books to to, to write because uh, the the insights were just so many but he managed to boil it down to about 600 pages wow <laughs> that's all yeah that's great what is it that made Luther so influential compared to all these little pockets I think that there's a lot of factors involved and um You've got to talk about the Gutenberg printing press that made his 95 mm -hmm. thesis after his students translated it from the Latin into German, and it was in every hamlet and town in Germany within a couple of weeks. That had a big effect. Wow. But but, uh, but uh, I think, too, Germany was ripe just on a political level to be parted with sending all of their tax money to Rome. They were fed up with that. So there was a lot of folk that were interested in the Reformation oh, from for, for that perspective. Okay. We're, we're, set, we're, we're fed up of sending all the money over the hills. Hmm. Um, why can't it be dealt with here and useful here? Why hmm. does it always go where we don't see it? Hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of a uh, lot of that involved. Another debt we owe, if, whether you, whether you, people realize it or not, is in the area of architecture. Um, hmm. I remember telling someone I was entering Christian ministry and they thought I had a great interest in uh, church buildings and every time they went on vacation they'd send me pictures of churches wherever they went. It had nothing to do with my interest in 
you know, being a Christian minister, but um, if you were to go into a Roman Catholic church, the um, the table is center stage. Mm-hmm. It's the central act of worship, and it is um, from the Protestant perspective, and I believe the biblical perspective, an absolute blasphemy, a re sacrificing of mm. of Christ right. and we we get that but in terms of architecture the reformation brought the pulpit center stage and you can go into a cathedral in say Cologne Germany and you'd see a Roman Catholic cathedral and everything with the mass center stage the host to be honored a center stage you go into a, a cathedral that is Protestant uh, say in Edinburgh, Scotland, and it's the pulpit that sent us there, and it's God's word brought to the people. And um, John Calvin, a quote of his: "The Lord has given us a table at which to feast, not an altar in, on which a victim is to be offered. He was not, he has not consecrated mm-hmm. priests to make sacrifice, but servants to distribute the sacred feast." There was this complete reversal of the role of of the mass as center stage to a celebration of what that has done for us and a proclamation of it from Mm. the pulpit and um so again whether we enjoy him singing or not you wouldn't be able to enjoy it without the reformation um the expression of gratitude of the work of the of, of christ um more things to talk about but those 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 are where i'd start that's really great. I didn't. I didn't realize even just the history of the political mm. stuff with with Germany. That's that's interesting. Yeah, well, that, when you realize Rome was in charge and there was this imperial right. designation, they they really Rome ruled. It wasn't mm-hmm. just that there's a church at Rome. It was a political center too. And throughout Western Europe, uh, they wanted their money, and uh, mm. people in the, the various different countries resented that. Mm. Yeah. Go ahead. Sweet. Um, so uh, I'm kind of seeing um, in a sense of reflection from where we're at in politics and where um, not just Germany but the Roman Catholic parishioners in general there was unrest um, for many many reasons and the way that they handled that um, is something that we're almost trying to silence now and mm. um, because if you look at the Roman Catholic Church um, between 1450 and then 1520, um, when everything kind of, or 1521, when everything kind of went down, um, the parishioners were upset about a lot of things with the Roman Catholic Church. They didn't mm. see their bishops. Mm. Um, many of them were having um, bastard children, mm-hmm. and it they were just really upset, and then... Um, Nothing really happened, obviously, until Luther came along. Uh, things were happening, but the, it wasn't on a large scale until Luther came along. Um, and so now we're here and we have political unrest and then mm. we have unrest in the church and things like that. Um, and then we see we see the corruption. It's there and we kind of are turning a blind eye to it now. But like with WikiLeaks, um, we're starting, we're, we're being given information mm. mm-hmm. and instead of, you know, interacting with it, it it's being one it's being pushed down um it's, it's kind of difficult for most people to read because it's you know you don't really know how to go through all of it um but can you kind of speak to that just yeah there's a there's similarities in fact one of my fears and one of the things i'm praying about as we're drawing on the election and the aftermath of it is that there would still be peace 
because a lot, I think at least 50% uh, either way of the country is going to be mad on uh, yeah. the, the day after the election. No one's on, on one side, if, if they lose, is going to be in any way happy. Yeah, and, that's a good point. And one of the things that, you know, gives rise to what I just said about the political upheaval is, do you remember when uh, L Luther was uh, in fear of his life, uh, he, he went to the Wartburg uh, castle and started translating the Bible into German. Um, he was off the scene and there was a revolt. They called it, they, they called it the Peasants' Revolt. And a lot of people started going to Roman Catholic churches and tearing down uh, all kinds of uh, what they saw as absolute idolatry and, and mm. ransacking uh, the Roman Catholic churches. And Luther had to leave and come back to Wittenberg and, and call them in and say, you know, um, that's not how we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. um, and mm. it was, in other words, this reformation had to be managed. And it was a sad day because there were people who were seeing what the scriptures said make, made them mad. But, right. but they were also mad at um, at Rome with um, sending their money everywhere and not seeing any personal benefit in the local community. And so there was this need to harness uh, the the Reformation and so that it didn't become this revolution where uh, everyone was in fear of their life. So in many ways, you know, my, my fear right now is where are we going to be on November 9th, 10th, 12th, December, you know, the... There could be an uprising easily, mm. no matter who is 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 in office. Mm. And uh, we need to pray for peace. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One of the interesting things I think about Luther was he was in uh, he was I mean very close I think to to he was one of the princes of Germany, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then when the peasants' revolt started happening, he did something that a lot of our more conservative brothers and sisters would think is crazy. But he said, you know, if they're gonna you know start a war, end it. Mm -hmm. You know, like you put him down. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, it's interesting to see how Luther um, went about all that. He, you know, he, he said, we're not going to we're not going to fight. This isn't going to be right. a, a you know war where people are murdered and things like that. He, he's mm -hmm. saying we're we're going to do this the right way. Um, and now, you know, I think a lot of us are, are saying, hey, we're going to have we're probably if Hillary gets. Uh, elected, we're going to have to take up arms or something like that. But it's interesting how he did it. He, rather than going out to the open square and just uh, shouting, he basically said, "Give me my pulpit back." And uh, mm. he he went back and started preaching the word of God, and and that to him was the Reformation in all of its fullness. Getting the God's word to God's people that will harness the emotions, that will convert the soul, that will cause people to know the true God and the true gospel, rather than Let's go fight because we're angry. Yeah. So what you're saying is in order for there to be some sort of reformation in our nation, it needs to start in the pulpit. Yeah, it really does. It really we, does. We and that, I think that's one of the big lessons of the reformation. Yeah. What what can happen when the pulpit is is allowed to be the expression of God's word? It's, it's Christ ruling by his word through the proclamation of it. Hmm. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. I agree 100%. Anything else? It gave us uh, pastors instead of priests. Oftentimes when <laughs> people find <laughs> out I'm a, uh, I'm in ministry, they, they think, oh, so you're a priest. Then I have to correct them. No, I'm a pastor. And the big difference is a priest is someone who offers sacrifice. 
Yes. And a pastor is more of a shepherd. He's feeding yes. God's people and he's serving. Again, it goes back to what the difference is between the Catholic idea of the mass and uh, what we believe is the biblical presentation. The, the shepherd, the, the pastor serves a meal in celebration of the one sacrifice already made. So again, in the Roman Catholic ceremony, there's a part where he, the priest, calls Christ to the altar and uh, says in Latin, as it was then, every, all the services were in Latin, of course, right. um, hoc est corpus meum, which is, um, this is my body. And it's actually uh, just an interesting fact. That's where we get the phrase hocus pocus. You beat really? me to it. Yeah. Um, because uh, a lot of the folk that Did were you know doing that? this... Yeah. A lot of folk that were doing this, the priests weren't very well trained, mm. and they didn't know how to say the Latin, so it hocus corpus meum became hocus yeah. pocus. <laughs> and, uh, mm. yeah, you know, do the hocus pocus, and it becomes the body and blood of Christ. And, and the, the priest turns his back on the congregation to offer this sacrifice to God, huh. and uh, then turns and then serves the people. And uh, none of that is in the Protestant service because... The pastor isn't offering a sacrifice. He's right. celebrating the sacrifice once for all made, right. as, as Hebrews uh, brings. And then what the Reformation brought us was, in a big slogan, the priesthood of all believers. And mm. for that, we go to 1 Peter 2.9. You're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. And it's not this elite class of Christians who are priests. We are priests only in the fact that we're celebrating um, what God has done and bringing praises to God mm. but we're not offering a sacrifice and uh, again that's that's huge and, and there's two more big things I'd love to talk about but even that the difference between a pastor and a priest yeah, again huge. Is, is huge and, and the priesthood of all believers I don't need to go through Brother Big Shot to get to God uh, who has a greater walk mm. with, with God and a greater access to God than me who's got special unction special grace we're a kingdom of priests. Yeah. And uh, little Joe Moore, who's newly converted, can go to God directly through the Lord Jesus Christ. There's one mediator yeah. between God and man. And uh, again, that's huge in its yeah. ramification because otherwise you're dependent on a church and on a system to get to God. Yep. They, they, they mediate grace like a quantity, like a, like a, like a thing, yeah. rather than... Grace is Jesus Christ yeah. in, in the gospel. Right. And you have three kids, right? Four. Uh, four. It's the last time I counted. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They're the only ones that call you father. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Joy. Dang. It's not hocus it focus. It's focus. Focus. <laughs> I watched I that movie. That. That's I watched not that a, movie well, the other day. It's, there's a, we were at a summer camp and the uh, speaker, this is when we were doing youth group and stuff, the speaker was not one that we are fond of. I'll just say that. Mm. But he had this one slogan he kept saying, it's not hocus pocus, it's focus. Oh. So we still remember. Yes, <laughs> like we the do. one thing you remember, like, I don't know, when was that, like 10 years ago or something? That was a long time. It was a while ago. I mean, it wasn't that long because I've not been here. I'll be here 10 years. It was probably eight or nine years ago anyway. Right. Okay. Close to 10. Anyways, I just thought I had to, I had to say that to Joy. Um, yes. What else you got? You said you had some other big things. Big things, these are the two that are obvious but need to be said. Um, the scriptures. The Reformation gave us the scriptures. And, and again, we, we, we think of the big hitters in this. Um, William Tyndale, 
especially in the for the English language. He lived from 1494 to 1536. He translated the Bible from the original Hebrew and Greek into English. And uh, just an estimate, Luke is amazing, um, of the King James Version, 83% of the New Testament in the King James Version is absolutely Tyndale's words. And and 76% of the Old Testament. So a lot of our language has been shaped by the King James Version. A lot of our Hmm. memorization of Scripture, let there be light, uh, in the beginning God, Lazarus come forth, all of these phrases were penned first by Tyndale. But he's not the words of God himself. Well, he translated it from (laughs) the joke. Yeah, from from the Hebrew, (laughs) from the Greek. But it's 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 not just Luther. It's it's Peter Waldo in the uh, Waldo. In, in the 12th century, um, he was pronounced an enemy of the gospel. He translated uh, the Bible from the Latin text, or at least the New Testament, into French. Uh, his followers were known as, you might have heard of the Waldensians. They were tracked down. Later, they became the Huguenots. And um, I have heard of the Huguenots. Yeah. Did they all wear red and white stripes? No. Oh. No. That's, uh, that's a myth. but. <laughs> <laughs> Wycliffe, um, he he uh, his 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 fourteenth century. He translated the Latin Vulgate into English mm-hmm. and did a very good job of it. But he's starting with the Latin. It was it was phenomenal what he did. But um, he was so classed as an outlaw that after his death, his body was taken up from the ground and burnt. And um, mm. so it's insane. Yeah, and and uh, his what's interesting is. Um, his ashes were uh, cast into the River Swift in England, and it flows through Lutterworth. And if you trace the river, it goes into the sea and then out into the ocean. And it was kind of a uh, a picture of his influence that they couldn't stop him even with his ashes. It went throughout the world. And, and wow. um, so there's Wilder, there's Wycliffe, there's Tyndale. Uh, Tyndale burnt at the stake. His last words, Lord, open the King of England's eyes, reference to... Henry VIII. So there's this, it's not just Luther. It's, it, there's these pre-Reformation reformers who, right. didn't, who, who had vast influence. And um, so the Reformation has brought us the scriptures with the, on pain of death because yeah. for them, the, the Roman Catholic Church, their big animosity to anyone having the scripture is the fact that they might interpret it uh, incorrectly as opposed to what Rome says it means. Mm. And Luther knew he was. He was told if you translate the Bible, you're going to open up a, a, a den of iniquity, and people will uh, interpret the Bible incorrectly. And he knew that going in. But at the same time, the people would get the gospel, and it was the mm. scriptures in the hands of the people that really was the spark and fuel and fire of the Reformation. It's, it's you're reading Matthew for the first time in your language. Imagine that you've never had access to it. Only the elite has had it. Wow. And you're, you're reading John's gospel and, you know, John 3.16 as we know it. And you simply believe and you're justified and Romans. And and that's what caused this outcry is, is that's not what the priest says. That's uh, They say I'm dependent on them, that the grace is something I need by them ministering it to me and the sacraments and I'm saved by that. And it's grace plus my merit and works and, and uh, not according to the scripture. So when the people saw the scripture themselves... That was, again, huge in, in, in terms of our debt 
Mm. We wouldn't have the gospel without the scripture telling us what the gospel was. Right. Yeah. And even today, 499 years later, most Catholics still don't read their Bible Mm -hmm. or even have one except the big Catholic family edition, maybe, that's sitting on their family room table or something. Jesus in the front, holding the lamb. Yeah. 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 And, um... You know, how, I don't know how we're doing for time, whether we need a break, but I'd love to talk about the last thing. And you go for it, and then we're going to wrap it up, because I know you got to get out of here. Okay. So. Dr. Michael Reeves is a, is, a, is a man I've got to know just by his, his ministry online and his, his books and, and uh, some of his messages. Um, he describes the Roman Catholic, the medieval Roman Catholic view of grace as something a, akin to Red Bull. Um, where Gives you wings? Um, if you want it and you pursue it this Red Bull if you imbibe it it will start its work and make you want what you didn't want before and you cooperate with this Red Bull thing called grace and it will eventually have its work in you so that you become holy Hmm. uh, you become pleasing to God Um, if you run out of fuel the priest is always there for more Red Red Bull Um, and it, it's it's kind of a view of grace that that is so so close to what God says, but it's so far from what God says. And if you can think of a verse like Romans five five, it says the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Think of a pouring. Think of Red Bull, and think of this divine energy, sanctification. Mm. Uh, holiness being poured into us that's the Roman Catholic view that it's God who's giving us the Red Bull it's God who's giving us this uh, ability to now be pleasing to him if we cooperate Um, but there's a problem Romans 5 5 is a great verse on sanctification but it's useless for justification Mm. justification is found in verse 1 therefore having been justified by faith we have peace with God but once we are in right standing with God, God does do a work in us of sanctification. But to confuse the declaration of God of justification, you are not guilty. You are reckoned righteous in my sight because of your faith in Christ alone. And then seeing, well, the way to get justified is to be sanctified. Mm. It might be saying, well, you know, you're picking at little Issues. No, this is the heart of the gospel. This was the right. very heart of it. Right. I don't get to God by what God does in me, but what Christ did for me. Mm. And what God does in me is a result of what Christ did for me. There's a process involved. I'm becoming more like him in, in sanctification. But here's where we go wrong today is a lot of people try to renegotiate their justification by their sanctification. Um, it was interesting when I was at Apologia and preached, someone came up to me afterwards because you, you asked me to uh, do the communion, yes. the Lord's Supper, and, and a, a, a very sincere, godly man came to me and said, I, I, I didn't think I could partake of communion because although from my perspective he's doing great guns, he's at a seminary, he's studying Greek and Hebrew and the book of Jeremiah, and he was out uh, at a Planned Parenthood uh, place, um, opposing abortion and offering help to, to, mm. to the mothers there. And he did that the day before. He still didn't think he did enough mm. to qualify to partake. Wow. And um, so many of us have this sanctification view of justification. If I'm not 
if my performance isn't good enough, I yeah. am not in a place where I can receive from Christ and and partake of Christ. But the whole point of the Lord's Supper is recognizing our guilt and Christ's satisfaction in the gospel. And we never come to a place where I, I certainly have never come to a place where I say, my sanctification was so good this week, I qualify for the Lord's Supper. Hmm. I always come as a sinner. I always come right. having failed. And that's the heart of the gospel is in, in the Luther's word in Latin, simul justus et peccator. At the same time, I'm a sinner in one sense. I'm justified in another because mm. of God's declaration. And Luther was one who I think would have become an estranged madman away from society if he hadn't got hold of the gospel. Many of the people in our yeah. mental institutions in, in this country and elsewhere, that they, they, if you trace what was the spark that caused them to lose it, yeah, it's they think they've, they're unacceptable to God. They've mm. done something that God cannot forgive um, whether it's one sin or a thousand sins, they think it's too big or they are too big and uh, they're in need of the gospel. And if ever someone needed the gospel, it was Martin Luther. He was he was <laughs> absolutely plagued in his conscience yeah. because of his sin. And, he used and, to worry himself sick literally yeah, in ulcers. Yeah. He and, annoyed his yeah. priest. <laughs> yeah. oh, his priest yeah, was like, good. you need to get out of here yeah. Yeah. and send him to Wittenberg. Yeah. yeah. That's true. So, so the Reformation was Christ, 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 Christ in my place, Christ as my substitute, Christ in the gospel. And um, yes, there's a work that God does in us, but that's not the basis of our standing with God. It's Christ, Christ alone. Um, the law condemns us, always will. And grace is not a thing. Here's the big thing. Grace is not a thing. Grace is Christ in the gospel. Yeah. And so... Um, it, it's almost the, the Roman Catholic view, basically... It's like you do all the all these things just to make yourself savable. Yes. So even after compiling a list of works, you're still not guaranteed salvation. It's like you're making yourself uh uh giving yourself the ability to be saved at that point. So yeah. it's just it's it's never ending and if I can give you a quote of Michael Reeves, he he yep. he, he he wrote this in Reformation Thought talking about what happened in Luther's life. Grace was no longer seen as being like a can of spiritual Red Bull. It was more like a marriage. In fact, when Luther first sought to explain his Reformation discovery in detail to the word, to the world, it was the story of a wedding that framed what he said. <clears throat> Drawing on the romance of the lover and his beloved in Song of Songs. It's interesting, I'm not sure I'd have gone there, but this is how Luther explained the gospel. He quoted uh, Song of Songs 2.16, My beloved is mine, and I am his. He told the gospel as the story of the rich and divine bridegroom, Christ, who marries this poor, wicked harlot, hmm. redeems her from all her evil, and adorns her with all his goodness. At the wedding, a wonderful exchange takes place whereby the king takes all the shame and debt of his bride, and the harlot receives all the wealth and royal status of her bridegroom. For Jesus and the soul that is united to him by faith, it works like this. Christ is full of grace, life, and salvation. Now I'm quoting Luther. The soul is full of sins, death, and damnation. Now let faith come between them and sins, death, and damnation. In its place will be Christ's, while grace, life, and salvation will be in the soul. For if Christ is a bridegroom, 
he must take upon himself the things which are his bride's and bestow upon her the things that are his. If he gives her his body, his very self, how shall he not give her also all that is his? If he takes the body of the bride, how shall he not take all that is hers? So it's hmm. that exchange, the exchange at the cross. Jesus took all of our sin, all of it, and paid the debt we owed and has given us his righteousness as a gift. And that is the gospel. You can't um, in any way separate Christ and the gospel, but many people do because they look at their performance, they mm. look at how they're doing, right. and uh, there we go. We, we need to um, not only pay our debt in our minds to the reformers, but embrace the gospel they proclaim based on the scriptures. Amen. That's great stuff. A lot All I got. Lot <laughs> I, love, I love you, John. Let's yeah. just sit here and digest that. <laughs> so we, I know we gotta get, we gotta wrap up very quick because I know John's gotta go get the dividing line done, which broadcasts live, correct? I believe so. Yes. So technically, if you watch the dividing line live, it was all this was here first. Heard that. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Doctor White? <laughs> <laughs> but in 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 Doctor White's defense, John was already scheduled to do this for a while, and I ended up with the last minute. So, um, thank you, John. A I pleasure love having you on. Pleasure. Uh, before we end, I pulled up a list of horror movies f- for like the last forty years, <laughs> and there's some good ones in here that I think will work. So, so let's see here. Um, Swamp Thing. <laughs> McDonald. Uh, Psycho. Nice. American Psycho. Yes. Oh, gosh. Uh, Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> Maybe. Hush. Oh, that's good. Uh, Hush is a good one. Oh, nice. my goodness. Um, scary movie. It's scary, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. Uh, let's see. Really got that laugh out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um. Oh, shoot! Let me in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one makes me the laugh. original is let the right one in. Is so, it really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. There's a foreign one though. The American okay. version is called Let Me In. Uh, and then there's one here. I never. Uh, oh, the House of the Devil. I know. <laughs> I never. I don't remember this movie, but. Uh, there's one called The Purge Election Year. Is that this? That's your... Yeah, that's this year. Oh, that's this year. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Okay. The Purge Election Year. Yeah. That's about right. Um, anyways, so thank you again, John, for being here. And to end this episode, I'm going to play the clip from Martin Luther, uh, The Diet of Worms. I love this. Mm. It always gets me fired up. Um, so I'm just going to end the segment on here. So uh, you guys... If you're not uh, signed up for All Access, please do. You'll get a ton of John Sampson on All Access. How many did you do? Like 10? About that, yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so you'll get lots of John Probably on there. Probably nine, but uh, yeah. about 10 hours. Yeah. Great, great stuff like on there. Like a whole course. It is, yeah. <laughs> on just the doctrines of grace, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Reformed theology, yep. yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's a uh, $7.95 donation for that. Um, speaking of the Reformation... Go to Mission Aware. They got lots of Reformation aware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're one of our sponsors. They got some awesome shirts. They got Luther shirts. They got Calvin shirts. They don't have a John Sampson shirt. They should. Uh, 
They have uh, sweet shirts. They do have sweet shirts, which I'm not wearing today because I wore my Ghostbusters one. Usually I have one on. So check them out. They only have shirts of dead theologians. Well, they right. have a Dr. White they one sh- out, They shouldn't they? have a John Sampson one out yet. Yes. yes. That sounds a little menacing. Lord <laughs> <laughs> no, they have a Washer one now, I saw. Paul yeah. Washer. Oh, yeah. well, okay. They do have some modern day guys. They have a couple, yeah. But, but that's a more recent addition. Yeah, so I'm I, sure John Sampson's on his way. I agree. The one with Samson is going to be, uh, here I sit, I can do quite a few things. Oh. <laughs> it, 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 a variation on Luther. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. I, I, don't, I would want... I would want not want to wear a shirt with the present day, just in case they lose their mind and mm. yeah, you know, fair. yeah. Right. But I would wear John's shirt. Oh, thank you. I mean, Luther kind of got a little crazy towards the end. I think everybody uh-huh. does. Everybody gets yeah. a little crazy towards the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marcus, anything else I'm missing? Uh, I got. Uh, I can announce that I'm speaking at the Biblical Worldview Student you can Conference. That. Yes. What'd you say? I said you can announce okay. that. I was like, why can't I? Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to be giving five talks in Tennessee. I think it's uh, Tennessee, Memorial Tennessee. Day weekend. The, the week the of Memorial Tennessee. Day. And uh, I'm going to be talking to a bunch of students on arts and film and social media. Sweet. With, I think Joe Beakey's going to be there too. Oh. So that'd be cool. Mm, you you going to get him on the show then? I'll, I'll try. You better. <laughs> Uh, that would be awesome, actually. I would love... He's like the Puritan guru, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, I'd love to get him on to talk about the Yeah, Puritans. he knows everything about the Puritans. I have a big fat book from him on Pur- Puritan work ethic or something like that. I haven't wow. even cracked open yet. I can't wait for that. need to get them. some work ethic and crack that book <laughs> open. His book Maybe on, I can uh, the Bavink. His book on <laughs> procrastination is amazing. I, 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 haven't, I haven't read it yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> what are you waiting for? <laughs> Sitting, is sitting half open on his table. <laughs> I don't know how that guy sleeps. He has about like 40 books coming out every year. Oh, it's just, incredible. Or he edits them or something. I don't know how it's he sleeps. It's because he read Puritan work ethic. Right. Oh, that's, that's, why. Work ethic. <laughs> that's exactly why. Um, cool. All right. Well, uh, we love you guys. Thank you for all your support and your prayer. Um, and when you hear this, Jeff will be back and we'll have about six months of uh, content from Australia, <laughs> from Australia, New Zealand. Poor Marcus, he's been busy a while. Um, anyways, I'm gonna end with this clip, and we will see you guys, or you will listen to us, I should say, next week. You, Martin Luther, will not draw into doubt those things which the Catholic Church has judged already. Things that have passed into usage, right, and observance. The faith that Christ, the most perfect lawgiver, ordained. The faith the martyrs strengthened with their blood. You wait in vain for a disputation over things that you are obligated to believe. Now give your answer. Yes or no? Will you recant or will you not?
since your majesty and your lordships desire a simple reply. I will answer. Unless I am convinced by scripture and by plain reason and not by popes and councils who have so often contradicted themselves. My conscience is captive to the word of God. To go against conscience is neither right nor safe. I cannot. And I will not recant. Here I stand. I can do no other. God help me. Hey guys, don't fast forward through this commercial. Important message for you guys. We're meeting at a new location for Apologia Church worship services. I'm Jeff Durbin, pastor at Apologia Church. Join us for worship 4 p.m. on Sundays. Uh, we are a family integrated church. Sorry, do I introduce myself? They yeah, don't know you can who say joy. Yeah, you can say joy. I don't. You can this cut is this for so church, just talk though. About it. Yeah. But what do I do at the church? They're going to be like, that's one of those churches that has a lady pastor. I want to keep this as a, as a part of the commercial. I want you to leave this. Okay. All right. Luke. Uh, this is Luke the Bear, discipleship pastor at Apologia Church. And the new location we're meeting at. Like Jeff said, it's Tempe Vineyard Church. I think you said it was Tempe Vineyard Church. No, I didn't. You didn't, but that's okay. <laughs> you just did. The address <laughs> okay. is 1805 East Elliott Road, number 112, Tempe, Arizona, 85284. That is on the southeast corner of McClintock and Elliott. Bring your wives, bring your kids, and bring your husbands, too, because we're teaching everybody up in here. Bring your beards, if you got them. Or no. It's up to you. I'll have mine. All right, guys. That's our new commercial. I think it's professional. <laughs> we'll see you at Apologia Church. Join us for worship. ApologiaChurch.com.